Hi everyone, I'm Sarah and this is How To Be Good, the podcast that explores what it means to be a good person in today's world. Today, I'm talking with Muslim Imam Abdullah Polovina. Being a good Muslim means being a good person and being a bad person means being a bad Muslim or perhaps not being a Muslim at all. Abdullah Polovina is the imam for the Islamic Bosniaks Educational and Cultural Organization and Mosque and leads a community of Bosnian Muslims in Portland, Oregon. He is also head imam for the Western U.S. region, the Majlis One West, for the Islamic community of North American Bosniaks. In case you haven't heard it before, the term Bosniak is the historical name referring to the majority ethnic group of Bosnia and Herzegovina. This is where Imam Abdullah was born and where he raised his family until moving to the States just over 20 years ago. I have a family, lovely my wife, Hatija, and I have five children, four sons and one daughter. My oldest son actually got married and now I have, let's say, one more kid with my daughter-in-law. As you can tell from how he talks about his family, Imam Abdullah is a warm and approachable leader, and I genuinely felt that I could ask him anything during this interview. As a faith leader, he is passionate about fostering understanding among Muslims and non-Muslims, and opens the door of his mosque to anyone who would like to learn more about his faith. No matter am I Muslim or non-Muslim or Christian, Jew, I mean, we are all humans. We are, I believe we came from same you know, from same source you know so we need to be there for each other and it's important to know that imam abdullah really practices what he preaches when it comes to understanding and respecting different faiths he was the first muslim ever to enroll at seattle university's school of theology and ministry which is a catholic college he graduated from there with a master's degree in 2015 and now counts many other faith leaders as friends and family, or as he says, brothers and sisters. In our conversation, Imam Abdullah explains the key Islamic teachings linked to being a good person and also shares some of his deeper, more personal beliefs and experiences. This interview is a really special one, and because our conversation was quite long in length, I've divided it across two episodes. This is part one and covers the usual questions I ask about being good. The second part, which is available as my next episode, goes into more depth about the mechanism of faith, diving into the role of women in Islam and Imam Abdullah's experience of the Bosnian War. So without any more introduction, let's get into this first part. It is my absolute pleasure to introduce you all to Imam Abdullah Polovina. First of all, dear Sarah, I would like to greet you and your listeners with the greeting of Islam. And that greeting is greeting of peace. Assalamu alaikum, meaning peace to you. We use this greeting because it is kind of first step to show that positive and goodness in each of us, you know, sharing the peace, you know. So that is first I would like to say. And also I would like to express my appreciation for giving me this opportunity to share certain thoughts about the topic about being good, the goodness in Islam. And I hope that your your listeners will get more, not just information, but a meaningful understanding about one of the faiths that is in general most misunderstood 
in these times. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I definitely know little about Islam, and so I'm excited to learn more about your religion. Um, and maybe we just throw ourselves in with that first big question. What does it mean to be a good person according to the teachings of Islam? Uh, so first of all, to answer the question, I would like to share a couple things. We uh, take in Islam our knowledge and practice it from two sources, it is Quran, our holy book, the, the word of Allah, God in Islam, the Quran that is revealed to our beloved prophet of Allah, Muhammad alayhi salam, peace be upon him. And second source is actually the sunnah, the, the practice of the prophet, the way of life of our beloved prophet Muhammad alayhi salam, peace be upon him. So in that, that regard, what comes to my mind is first one short chapter from holy book Quran called Asr, meaning time. In that short surah, God, in some sense, teaches us what is the meaning of be good, what to do. As you know, uh, dear Saran and the, the listeners, time passes on every day, every minute, every second we get older, you know. So this is really important that God swears with this time. And actually teaches us here, you know, that those people who believe, who do deeds, uh, recommend, give advice about the truth, about the patient, those people will not be in loss, not just in this life, but also in hereafter. That is also one of the, our main beliefs, that we believe there is not just only this life, but also the hereafter, the next life. So that is one, one part that we need to understand the goodness in Islam, that whoever does good, will be you know among those who will succeed who will be counted as good people good persons and also the second part you know i hope you and let's say most of the listeners uh, heard about the five pillars of islam i will just shortly mention them because those five pillars of islam they are kind of all concrete tangible markers of faith our faith of Islam, not only as it appears on the outside, but perhaps more importantly, how it manifests on the inside, how it purifies our hearts and refines our characters in a way that benefits the lives of all those around us. So first pillar of Islam is, you know, declaration of faith, to believe in one God, Allah, and believe and follow his messenger, and Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. The second is prayer. We have five daily prayers that devout Muslims should do every day. Early morning prayer, noon prayer, late afternoon prayer, sunset prayer, and late one at dusk, the fifth one. And also the, the, the next one is, you know, alms. Give, we say, zakat, charity, on a yearly basis to help those in need. The third one is, you know, fasting month of Ramadan. We have one holy month in one year, 29, 30 days. We fast from the dawn all the way up to the sunset. You know, no drinking, no food, nothing, just during the day. And also after that one, the last one is the Hajj, the pilgrimage that all devout Muslims are obligated to do it once in a lifetime. They can do more, but, you know, once in a lifetime, let's say, obligated and obligatory. So what I'm saying, especially those five pillars of Islam, dear Sarah, because 
by practicing and doing those five pillars of Islam, we Muslims, we beautify ourselves inside and outside. And then when, when we beautify ourselves, when we beautify our character, our manners, doing those five pillars of Islam, actually we beautify ourselves and then we beautify others when we talk to others, you know, other Muslims, other non-Muslims, all people that we are in connect, contact time by time, our family members and so on. And actually uh, in doing all those, let's say, acts of worship, especially prayer, you know, we, we kind of express that deep meaning and practical part how to be good, the good in Islam. And maybe to add, you know, in general, I would like to say that faith in Islam is a comprehensive way of life consisting of outward and inward dimensions, ritual and creed, spirituality and morality, and it cannot properly be reduced to outward rituals without any practical moral implications in daily life. So that is the reason, you know, why we practice that. And maybe to finish this part of mean to be good person, maybe I can say this like faith in Islam as described in the Quran, our holy book and Sunnah, the, the way of life, the, the practice of our beloved Prophet Muhammad consists of not only a theological creed, but also a set of character dispositions. The five pillars of Islam that I mentioned and which are the religion's core rituals of worship, all contain moral dimensions that inform both a believer's relationship to their creator, in our case, Allah, and to other created things and beings, I mean, creation, because God created, you know, it is a categorical error to claim someone can simultaneously be a good Muslim and a bad person because a good Muslim believer is by definition a good person. When you define the Muslim, that is the Muslim who spread the peace, does good, you know, so. You could mention this about actions as well. And I'm really interested because I've read an article about you where someone described you as a, a man of putting your faith into action. And so I'd really like to hear a bit more of what it means to you personally to be a good person on that day-to-day -day basis and how you put your faith into action within your local community. Dear Sarah, within our heart, when I go deeply, you know, the, the deep knowledge of Islam, so within our spiritual heart, there is a li lifelong battle between the forces of heaven and earth, good and bad. So there is term in Islam, so that one is our nafs al-amara bisaw. That is the lower self that clings to the earth, those earthly desires, you know, lusts, so on. And our nafs al-lawama, the higher nafs, the self, explain it and translate like blaming nafs, try to sometimes blame yourself in a sense to be good, to check. Why well, I'm saying this? Because these, let's say, demonic and angelic forces struggle to control our behavior. When our demons, you know, like the, the, that bad part, the, the lower self, when we give in to our anger, our greed, our selfishness, arrogance and lust, but also when our that higher self, let's say good part of us, that the spiritual heart prevails, we are kind, generous, good, forgiving, 
and patient. So what I'm saying this because, you know, we can control these demons in our lower self by treating them like wild animals that need to be tamed. There is no need to not deny them. So acknowledge them, acknowledge that part within ourselves. But let's say, be a good zookeeper, if I can say that sense, you know, like, you know, when you go to visit zoo, there are so many, let's say, wild animals and they are in cage. They are there because they can, if, if they are free, we go there, we can be harmed, you know. So that is kind of how, in which way we need to control that, let's say, lower our lower self. So keep your wild beasts under control and always refer to our higher self. Why I'm saying this? Because in general, you know, no one has the monopoly of good or evil. Uh, we all stumble around through life. We all make mistakes. We all have the capacity for the best and the worst of human nature. So sometimes, you know, that is that is that, let's say, mechanism of fate. Because we cannot do this on our own. We cannot fight against those lower ourselves bad parts, you know. So we need God's, in our case, Allah's help. Also, I'm trying on the daily basis to practice this, you know. As I mentioned, those five uh, daily prayers, you know, me as a imam and also devout Muslim, I practice those five daily prayers. And let's say between those five daily prayers, I'm, I'm trying to be good. And in general, for me personally, to be good person is in some sense to understand the purpose of life. So in this regard, I think, you know, I must beautify and illuminate the space around me, people around me, starting within my heart and working out far. It's constant kind of work. Also, I must become like beacons of light in the darkness, you know, in these challenging times. I'm also person with all my, let's say, good and bad parts, shortcomings. It's, it's you, you, you really try to be light, to illuminate, to encourage, to motivate people, to be positive. You, you must, I'm trying to live life of balance and harmony uh, with body, mind and spirit, completely integrated. So, I mean, in general, I am trying to, to set up kind of example. My lifestyle, constantly thinking, should be an inspiration to others, you know. So all people around me should feel safe in my hands, from my tongues, from my actions, with their lives and their possessions, you know. That is something how I understand in connection, you know, with my personal belief, personal practices, you know. And as I mentioned, trying all the time between the prayers, do something, go outside, visiting people, calling people, trying, you know, just people feel that no matter am I Muslim or non-Muslim or Christian Jew, I mean, we are all humans. We are. I believe we came from same, you know, from same source, you know. So we need to be there for each other, you know. Despite all negativity that sometimes surrounds us, we need good people. We need people with good heart. God created us, and He did not leave us in this life just to live by ourselves. Yes, we have some level of freedom, but He sent us the prophets. He sent us the books. He sent us the guidance to help us. In which way, and that way of good to live, to succeed by doing good and so on. God bless. You've touched on things that come out specifically that might fall on that bad side, the kind of the greed, the selfishness, arrogance, those demons that pull on us. How does the concept of forgiveness work in Islam? 
yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lisa. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much, you know, uh, all those, let's say, main religions like Christianity, Judaism, Islam, they are pretty much similar in those concepts of goodness, forgiveness. Religious people commit atrocities, you know, too, some will argue, and it is indeed true. Islam, however, does not separate religion from morality as some people misunderstand. So one cannot be a good Muslim and a bad person at the same time, because worship and character are two sides of the same coin. The use, dear Sarah, and abuse of religion for evil ends is definitely a reality, but it does not represent the true expression of faith. So we Muslims know we work within ourselves. I'm constantly reminding myself and my fellow Muslims to do our homework because one of the main things in our faith is, you know, time by time to ask God to forgive us because we do sins towards God. We don't, we do not pray regularly. We do not give charity, you know, something that is prescribed from God to us to do. So we are encouraged to make forgiveness, you know, and, and, and our prophet, below prophet Muhammad, encouraged us, whenever you do bad, immediately do good to erase that bad. This is the concept of Islam, to forgive, to go beyond, as I mentioned earlier, that uh, lower self. So yes, sometimes the, the requirements in Islam to be forgiven is, is from God and also to, to accept and acknowledge to God, yes, God, I did this sin, I did mistake, please forgive me, I will try, I will not do it again. Uh, and also I would like to add, you know, as I mentioned, that kind of uh, hip hypocritical hypocrisy, you know, part within some people. There are many, there, Sarah, to be honest, there are many religious people who practice their faith, let's say in this regard, faith of Islam, in an arrogant and hypocritical manner, who commit atrocities, crimes, and offenses by cynically exploiting religious sentiments and the language of righteousness. Being a good Muslim means being a good person, and being a bad person means being a bad Muslim, or perhaps not being a Muslim at all. Sometimes, you know, in media, I can hear some Muslims do this, especially that terrorism thing, you know. So we cannot attach anything that is bad action to any faith, any devout followers. Even when we see the Muslim name or Christian name or Jewish name, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that that person is Muslim. Even, you know, like as I mentioned here, sometimes the those... Uh, hypocritical people, they are even practicing the faith, coming to, to masks, but they are they have that illness in the heart, you know. The, the, the term that is used in Islam for, for hypocrisy is al-nifaq. Uh, in that regard, faith can be spoiled by the appearance of hypocrisy, in which a person outwardly professes and practices Islam, as I mentioned, but has internalized characteristics of unfaithfulness, such as dishonesty. So an outward Muslim who has no faith in his or her heart commits major hypocrisy 
while a Muslim who has faith and manifests sinful actions contrary to faith commits lesser hypocrisy. True Muslim, as I mentioned, when he realizes or she realizes, maybe commits something that is sinful, immediately running towards God to ask for forgiveness. We all make mistakes. We all are weak in some sense. But we need constantly to be reminded about those, let's say, good part and, and work with that higher self. That's really interesting because one thing that's come up in the interviews across the different faiths is this idea of intention and action. And the Jewish rabbi I spoke with said it's really important. The action is important because you can have the best intention, but the action could harm someone. And it sounds like within Islam that the harmony between intention and action is really important. So is intention or action more important or is the harmony between them? Uh, yeah, things are, yeah, I mean, uh, in Islam, the, the concept also of that in, uh, pure and good intention is, is very, very important. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the concept of that intention is mentioned. Our beloved prophet teaches us, you know, that actions are measured, are accounted by good intention. The teaching of Islam goes in this line, like, if you, you know, have good intention to do good, and you did not do it, so God will write down that you actually did that good deed. So if you do, so you have good intention to do good actions, good deed, you know, and you do it, you practically, you know, do it, God will write down kind of double let's say, account and reward for that, that, that's good. And also that is for, you know, if you have bad intention and you did not do it, God will not write that as to do bad. And if you do it, he will record like the size of that bad deeds. So this is something that actually expresses the, the, the mercy of God. Because to be honest, Sarah and, and People have lacked to understand that in all of these faiths, especially in Islam, we're talking about God of mercy, God of love. Yes, God says somewhere, you know, about punishment, but not only we as faith leaders, but we invite all other our people, Muslims, Christians, Jews. You know, sometimes we cannot take just the, 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 the religious, the faith knowledge from the surface. We need to go deeply, deeply in that divine knowledge. You know, like when you see the ocean from the surface, you, you can see some beauty. But when you go deeply there, you see the, the vast of beauty inside, the, the, the life there. So that is the point. So we need all in this time to go deeply to understand, as you mentioned, the point of goodness, the point of, of good intention, that psychological part to help us and help all around us, you know, especially in the family to understand, as I mentioned, the true meaning of life, the purpose of life. After we leave this world, what is the next, where I'm going? This is, as I mentioned, that mechanism, that tool of faith can provide us those answers, provide us to live life with dignity, with integrity, you know, with honesty. Yes, time by time, we fell down, but we raise. And in these times, we will raise together. We will get up together. But we need to do it in a humble way. To be honest, Sarah, you know, as I mentioned, after 
every action of worship in Islam. We Muslims should be better after each prayer, after every Friday sermon. To be honest, after this interview, I kind of am required and you, I need to be good, better, because you encouraged me and I hope we will both encourage the listeners to think a little, to go deeply, to go beyond themselves, beyond their lower self, just to think positively, to, you know, understand the point of living together and sharing this earth. Sometimes, you know, to the struggle, to the suffering, we understand better who we are, who is our God, what to expect in this life and hereafter. One of the really nice questions I like to ask is if you could give our listeners one piece of advice about how they could go out today, especially in these challenging times, and contribute positively to the world, just kind of one good thing you'd recommend that they do, what would that be? My dear friends, the listeners, you know, you, uh, you will attract what you are. Do good and good will come back to you. Be kind and you will be offered the same. When you radiate positive energy, you will surely attract the likes of positivity. So make a commitment to do good because what you give out is what you get back. So I think that is something that really we need to, you know, practice because in general, whatever we do, it will, you know, how we say here in America, what what goes around comes around. (laughs) So, you know, whatever we offered, we will be offered same. So strive to develop a positive mindset and attitude can have a good impact in, you know, your lives, our lives. And maybe first a positive person can accept any change with an open mind and heart. And also second, positive person will show concern for others and strive to help those who are in need. So let us kind of do that. And maybe it's best idea to finish with the golden rule that all faiths have. What says our prophet Muhammad peace be upon harm no one and no one will harm you. We've come to the end of the first part of this conversation, but Imam Abdullah and I continued talking about women in Islam, the mechanism of faith, and his personal experiences of living through and being injured in the Bosnian War. So if you'd like to hear more from this inspirational faith leader, then head across to the next episode. And if you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more episodes and interviews exploring the question of what it means to be a good person in today's world, then please consider hitting the subscribe button. And if you have time and liked what you heard, then I would love you to leave a review and share with your friends. I'm in the early stages of this podcast, very much learning as I go. And so any help and support is really appreciated. Thank you for listening. And if you have any questions or suggestions, please email me at any time. It's sarah at howtobegood.co.uk and I would love to hear from you. Thank you.